Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Friends, it has been way too long and I have missed doing this way too much. What was originally supposed to be like a four-week hiatus turned into like a nine-week hiatus. And I do apologize that the podcast took a long time to come back. As you've probably noticed, it has a new name. It's now Wise, which you can see the cover for it, which I changed like a month ago. And I have been talking about this podcast coming back. And I'm so excited to be recording this episode for you today. I really felt that the name that I had before and the essence of what the podcast was about had sort of been outgrown on my part. Just because I noticed that, first of all, 95% of the women that I work with are sensitive and introverted women. And I felt that although food and nutrition and body stuff will always be a huge part of what I do along with cooking... What I do really encompasses something a lot bigger. It encompasses like, why am I saying encompasses weird here? (laughs) It encompasses living your potential, living your truth, being strong enough to do what it is that you want to do in your life. And to me, that also includes business sales. And I think that for us, like I haven't even said it yet, that WISE stands for Women, Introverts, Sensitives, and Empaths. For us, we're a different type of person. And with the information that's out there right now, like, I think it's hard for many of us sometimes to resonate with it and to actually take action because we're wired differently. The way that we take in information, the way that we process that information, the way that we need to manage our energy and act and recharge and the way that our brain works. I talk to so many of you all the time, and I'm so lucky to work with lots of you who feel that way. And I'm like that too. And I've sort of through the years taken what I've known from mentors and books and from my own experience and tailored it in a way that feels good to me, whether that has to do with food or improving my body image or being a better entrepreneur and business owner and making money. All of these things come down to the same thing which is like, how am I going to be strong enough to live my truth and live my life? So that's what this podcast is really about. I think that with the old podcast or with the old name, I feel like that encompassed this too, but I really wanted for it to be clear. So that's the name. We're back. No more hiatus anymore. And I'm so happy to be back on the mic talking to you guys, especially right now in the time of coronavirus, COVID-19, the Rona, whatever you want to call it, like this is a really, really stressful time. 
And in this episode, I just wanted to offer you four tactical tools that you can use right now, especially as an introverted and sensitive person to feel better. I'm going to be totally real with you guys. I have been really stressed out lately (laughs) by all of this and by other things that are happening in my life at the same time. And I will share about that soon. But I have had like so many old coping mechanisms and ways that I deal, which are coping mechanisms too, come up again during this time. Things that, you know, I have worked through and especially with food where if you've had an eating disorder or if you have ever struggled with food or had any particular disordered eating behaviors, you know that when you quote unquote recover from that, that you never really fully stop having the thoughts around food and around the body and things like that. So those things have been coming up for me lately and I have been like stress eating and coping in that way. And to me, that's just a signal that like, okay, something's up. What can I do? Because again, those thoughts are never really going to go away. That urge to go back into the food or back into controlling your body or controlling your consumption or over consuming or quelling your anxiety and depression or whatever it is or that we're going through this like freaking stress that's happening in the world right now food is an easy coping mechanism and for me having had used food for like 20 years in a certain way that was not beneficial to me to then being really like truly healed from that for about a decade in this past in these past like two three months I have felt them just like the thoughts be a little bit more on high alert. And again, it's like just a matter of noticing and seeing what is happening and not making it mean something, really being compassionate with yourself around these things. And it doesn't even have to be with food. If it is with shopping or spending money or like trying to be in a romantic relationship or having too much sex or sex with people that you shouldn't be having sex with or like we can't do that right now because you have to stay home, (laughs) you know, so it should just be with the person at your house. Um, Whatever it is that you do, whether it's even just obsessing or being compulsive about something, we all have a coping mechanism. And I know that for many of us, all of that is coming out right now. So I wanted to be, you know, honest with you guys that like, this is hard. This is scary as hell. And I feel like now that it's been a couple weeks, I've sort of settled into like this new normal, even though I obviously it's going to be temporary, Um, but I've settled into what life is going to be like now. For me, nothing in my day-to-day life has really changed that much. As you all know, I work from home. I am an introvert. I like sitting at the computer. I like being at home, to be totally honest with you. In order for me to like leave my house and do something and even go to dinner or see friends and stuff, I have to give myself a little pep talk to do that. Like, come on, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be awesome. And I'm always glad I did. But that doesn't negate my feelings of like just always wanting to be at home. But even now, I'm finding myself just sort of grieving plans that I had, trips that I was going to take not being able to see my people and even think about like, when am I going to see my family again? You know, my family's in Miami and I'm in Portland, Oregon. 
So like, when is it going to be possible for me to see them again? And really the uncertainty of all of this, of like feeling unsafe when you leave your house, when you go to the grocery store or to the pharmacy, because those are the only places you should be going to. I'm very adamant right now about all of us just doing our part and staying home because the faster or the more we stay home, the faster all of this shit is going to pass and we'll be able to go back to normal. But for me, it's really been like the uncertainty, the grief, the anxiety, the all of these feelings that we've all felt at some point. I just feel like right now they're heightened. And again, these coping mechanisms are going to pop up and it's going to be harder for us to deal And I'm coming at this as well with like from a perspective of privilege too, because like I fortunately have not, you know, nothing has really changed for me. I get to be at home. Um, You know, I am forever indebted to grocery cashiers and hospital workers and people taking care of us in the front lines and making the world still happen. But we can't, you know, lie and say that it's weird that when we go outside, it feels like it's almost apocalyptic. Like there's nobody on the streets. There's nobody anywhere. Um, And again, you should be home if you are listening to this right now. I hope you're listening to it at home or in your car or something. But if you're feeling that way, it is totally normal. If you're feeling like you can't, it is hard for you to like do certain things and to take action and to, you know, do the things that you wanted to do in your plans. Like it's okay if those things aren't happening. I've been seeing a lot of memes lately that are like, you know, you have to write the next great American novel or you have to do this like huge, incredible thing. And by all means, we should be taking action. We should be going forward. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But I want you to let go of that pressure on yourself a little bit. I want you to let go of the expectations that you might have set for yourself Maybe all of your energy right now, because we do have limited energy, maybe all of your limited energy is being spent on you being okay and you just keeping your head above water. And that is totally fine. Or maybe like you crying today because that's happened to me too. And that has been my reality as well. But big but here. Despite all of that, I really think that it's important and especially for, again, our type of person, the woman who is sensitive and and really is feeling the heaviness of all of this. So I want to validate and acknowledge all of the emotions that we're feeling. But at the same time, I think it's really important that we feel those, acknowledge those, and then we begin to move. For us, it is dangerous to stay stagnant and it's dangerous to stay idle and to sort of feel that restless feeling of just not doing anything. And again, not saying that you shouldn't rest, but I think that for us, it's very, very, very good and productive to have a plan and to have some structure and to take action and to keep moving because those things are going to make us feel good. I know that for me, laying around, not doing much, not working out, Although that might feel good for like a day, I know that those behaviors are just going to send me further down into negativity and further down into not feeling well. And that's not good for me. And I know it might not be good for you either if you have this type of personality as well. So yes, feel what you're feeling. Yes, feel sad. Cry if you need to. Do what it is that you need to do. But at some point, we need to sort of get up And just take one step to do the thing and to 
do whatever it is that is going to make you feel better throughout this time and feel grounded and, and really, really good. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen that I've most days been pulling a card to try to a tarot card to help us feel grounded and to help us feel really, really, really good throughout this time, or at least a little bit better. And I have been doing other things too that I'll talk about in a moment. Um, But I wanted you to just be aware of the things that I'm thinking and how they might resonate with you. And I hope they make you feel better as well. So the four things that I wanted to offer you today in order to feel good throughout this time or to just feel like you have a little bit more of a grasp on your emotions and everything else moving forward because this time is crazy. The first thing is to just have awareness. So like what is happening to me right now and where in my body is this happening and does it feel familiar to me? Again, a lot of emotions are going to be popping up. So for me, in my particular case, and this has been the case for some of my nutrition clients as well, and even for my business clients, we might feel ourselves having the urge to go into the food and to eat a little bit more or to numb or distract ourselves with food, which has definitely been the thoughts that I've been having lately. And to me, instead of hearing those thoughts, because again, these thoughts never are going to go away. It's just that we have a different way of responding to them now. And When I say responding to them, I really just mean a different way of acting after we hear them because, again, they don't really ever go away. The severity decreases, the frequency decreases, but like they might always be there. It's like a really good possibility that they're always going to be there. So what is it that pops up? It's like, okay, I hear these things in my brain and I can notice instead of saying, oh my God, my brain's telling me to do these things, I better do it then instead of that, we can say to ourselves, oh, this is the way that I've coped forever. This is where my brain goes when shit starts to get really hard and I feel uncomfortable and I feel like I want to numb and distract myself. This is what my brain does. So I think that that's really helpful. And this could be with anything. It doesn't have to be with food. It could just be your patterns that pop up. And again, because I've done so much work over many years, I think this time has been the most heightened that these thoughts have been for me just because of everything that's happening. And I have had like a moment where like I've eaten too many chips or too many peanut butter cups or something. And instead of there goes my dog back to normal podcasting stuff, instead of judging myself for that, which is going to be the next step, instead of judging ourselves for those things, I encourage you to get curious about them. Like, what is happening to me? Where am I feeling it? Why do I feel the need to eat too much or to obsess or to go on social media too much or whatever it is? Why am I feeling these things? And is this familiar? So I think we have to have non-judgment over the thoughts that we have and also non-judgment over like potential actions that we take because of them. For example, I had like way too many plantain chips one day and another day I had like way too many peanut butter cups and like I didn't feel well after that happened. And I think for many of us, we do these things and then we judge and berate ourselves over many, many, many days. And I think if we can approach ourselves with compassion and forgiveness and say to ourselves like, 
things are really weird and these are really strange times. This is the way that I chose to cope and it's okay because, you know, approaching ourselves with compassion and forgiveness. And if you're a one-on-one client of mine, you know that this is what I talk about. Then it doesn't, then the behavior can stop there. Or at least we can get curious about what is happening and how, oh, okay, here's this thing again happening. And with compassion and forgiveness, it sort of dissipates that energy that we feel when we do behaviors that we don't really like. So I think it's really important instead of being judgmental and saying, God, you're the worst. God, it's been so long since you've done this. And why is this happening to you again? You're not strong enough. I think it's really important to say like, okay, cool. That happened. I don't feel well. And what is it that I can do instead? What is going to be more beneficial for me? How can I get more curious about this thing? And next step be honest with myself about the outcome. So for me in particular, and again with many of my nutrition clients, when we engage with behaviors with food that are not beneficial to us, like they don't make you feel well, make you feel uncomfortable in your body. Physically, they don't make you feel good. I know for me, if I eat too much sugar, like it definitely makes me a little more anxious. So being really honest about what these behaviors do. If I sit and scroll social media for hours and hours and hours, like that makes me feel like crap. If I don't move my body, I feel like crap. If I eat too much, I feel like crap. So behaviors like drinking and by eating too much sugar or scrolling social media too much or distracting ourselves with like another person or something, those feel good in the moment and maybe longer than that. But the enjoyment that we get out of those things doesn't actually last. And it's not going to be beneficial in the long run for us. So I think it's really important to be really honest about how your behaviors are affecting you and if they're actually productive. If you like how they make you feel, cool, like keep doing it. But if there's something that you are doing to cope with what's happening right now, then I think it's really important that you be non-judgmentally honest with yourself. And because once we're honest and we have that energy of forgiveness and compassion and curiosity versus you're the worst, um, we can actually move forward and we can actually start taking actions to make ourselves feel better. So if you've had something happen like that, like what can it teach you? about, first of all, the way that you want to feel going forward and if that behavior was actually beneficial for you. In the case of food or in the case of like whatever you're using to distract yourself, if we break this down a little bit more, we can start seeing that we do that to try to numb or not feel or distract ourselves from a a feeling that we don't want to feel. So for me lately, it's just been like a lot of the anxiety around like the uncertainty and how long I'm going to have to be stuck in my house and not being able to get on a plane or travel or anything. And those are big feelings of discomfort, of, again, grief, all of these emotions that we've been talking about. And this is something that I've learned through the work of Janine Roth and also Glennon Doyle, that, and especially if you've ever struggled with food before, which many of you probably have, we use food to not feel those things and to just 
I think deep down in that moment, we don't think that we can withstand the feeling. We think that we are not strong enough to handle whatever that feeling is. So we use something to distract ourselves, grab the phone, eat, you know, whatever it is, some sort of compulsion. But if you actually let yourself feel the thing, you find, and again, this is a practice that I've been doing for a really long time and it was not easy when I first started and it has not been easy lately. You start finding that like, if you just sit and breathe and feel it, and let it pass through you, that you, one, feel a lot stronger afterwards. And you sort of, through that process, realize your strength. The strength doesn't come by just like thinking about it or whatever. The strength comes from you withstanding the thing that you don't think that you can withstand. Whether that's an uncomfortable emotion, whether that is like something happening in your life that has been very triggering to you. Maybe it's been this whole thing, you know, so like you being able to sit and without distraction, feel emotions that you don't want to feel is actually what's going to make you feel better in the long run. Because like that Robert Frost poem or quote or whatever, the only way out is through. So the only way that we can begin to really feel those emotions is by being willing to feel those emotions and by being willing to allow ourselves to withstand them. So in a future podcast, I'm going to do a a practice of inquiry, which is something that Janine Roth does, a way of sort of going deep into your body and breathing and seeing like where the emotion lies in your body and stuff. So It's just really important that we have that skill because it is a skill. And I think the first thing is that we need to be willing to feel whatever it is that we're going to feel. The next thing that we are going to do or to make ourselves feel better is to come up with some sort of structure or a plan of action. Being honest with ourselves about like what we actually need during this time. I know that for me and most of you, likely, we need to move our bodies every day. I walk every single day, especially right now, it has been integral for me to get outside and to breathe fresh air and to at least see other people from like six feet away. So moving my body every day, whether that's strength training, which I do like five or six days a week, or a walk, which I try to do daily, non-negotiable for me to move my body. The next thing is that I know I need to eat well. And again, this has been the biggest struggle for me throughout this time because I've also been stressed out on top of what's happening with the pandemic. So I have to be honest with myself about like, okay, what, which foods are actually going to contribute to the way that I want to feel? How do I want to feel? I want to feel light. I want to feel vibrant. I want to feel focused and energetic. And for me, that includes vegetables, that includes protein, that includes healthy fats, some starches, fruits, And like, that's pretty much it. I'm really trying to keep it simple right now for the next several weeks as we go through this and really trying not to eat a lot of like processed foods and stuff because reality, if I'm honest with myself, those do not make me feel good. So the action step there is like, okay, maybe I can dedicate an hour over the weekend to doing some meal prep. Maybe I can do half an hour during the week or maybe I can just get some convenient protein options like some yogurt or some smoked salmon or canned tuna 
or eggs or something, something that is going to lower that barrier to entry to feeling better. Maybe it is just getting fruits that you can just grab and eat, like a banana or an apple or something. Uh, Wash the apple before you eat it or some berries. Wash those too. But be honest with yourself about what it is that you need to eat throughout this time. And if you feel like you're lost there, I think the practice of being honest with yourself about the way that you're eating, not only what we're eating, but the way that we're eating it. A lot of people call that food hygiene, like the way that we're acting around the food and our relationship with food and and all of that. Because if we're honest, like it doesn't matter if you're eating kale or if you're eating candy, like the way that you're eating it and why you're eating it really says a lot more than the actual food. So it's really important that we look at that. And like for sensitive people, hands down, food has a huge impact on how we think and feel. So I'm going to be actually documenting a little bit more about like what I'm eating, why I'm eating it, how that's supporting uh, the way that I want to feel. And also like digestion too. Like we need to have really good digestion right now because it affects our emotions. It affects our mental state. Um, So we really want to keep things moving. And that happens with getting fiber and water and staying hydrated. Another thing that's really important is that we need to be talking to people. So like speak to your family, speak to your friends, try to FaceTime with people, go out of your way to try to connect with the people in your life. I have had like dinner dates on FaceTime. I actually have one tomorrow with my best friend. I try to FaceTime with somebody every day. I'm texting with people all the time. And also really important is I'm reaching out to my friends and my support system whenever I need that support. And like, that's okay. So I think that if we can just talk to people and say like, this really fucking sucks and we can be together in that, I think that's super, super, super important. In terms of entrepreneurship, I know that many of you that listen are online business owners or want to be an online business owner. And I'm still, even though I'm in like a food and nutrition season right now, I'm actually thinking of completely doing away with the seasons and just like sharing what it is that I need to share because I know that especially right now, so many of you need that online business information and my mentorship program Introverts That Convert started uh, about two weeks ago and it's going incredible. Love the women that we have in there, but I think this content is really important right now. So if you are an online business owner, I do think that you should still be selling. I think that you should still be providing value in a way that your people are going to benefit from. Like, what is it that they need right now? Do they need support? Do they need guidance? Do they need ways to feel better? For example, I've been sharing or trying to share a lot of cooking stuff on Instagram because I know people are at home and they're cooking. And full disclosure, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be offering my first cooking continuity group, which is like a monthly membership. Um, I haven't decided the price point yet, but I want you guys to just be on the lookout for that because I hear from you all the time that you want something like that. And of course, there's going to be like mindset stuff in there too, but it's really just going to be for the most part, really clear batch cooking plans and ways that you can maximize your prep in the kitchen. So I do think you should be selling. I think you should still be talking about your products if they are of service to people because just because there's a pandemic happening doesn't mean that people don't need your help. It doesn't mean that people don't want to be supported. And in actuality, 
People need that more right now. People want community. They want support. They want you to help them. So really thinking back to like, who is that person that I'm trying to help? And what is it that they need? And how can I provide those tools? Again, this is going to be a separate podcast episode later. But I think in general, taking the action, structuring your day, even making it as simple as like, I need to shower today or I need to work in a designated desk area and not just like my couch or my bed, which for me is not the best thing to do, even though I do do it sometimes. Um, I think reaching out to people, like I said, eating, moving, laughing, just reading stuff, reading books that you want to read, reading shitty romance novels, like whatever it is that's going to make you feel good. I think we need to be active about it right now, especially. And again, this episode was really just meant for me to be honest with you guys about the hiatus and me coming back and just being really, really excited about coming back. I actually have about five episodes in the bank right now um, that I can't wait to share with you. We have some amazing guests coming. We have my friend Lindsay Schwartz, my friend Heidi Bush, and my really good friend uh, Jennifer Gold. Those episodes are going to be coming in the next couple weeks. But I hope this episode was beneficial for you. I hope you feel a little bit less alone listening to it. And I'm happy that I could talk about the things that I've been going through in an effort to help you feel a little less alone with what you're going through too. So as always, if there is anything that you want to see on this podcast or you want me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. But in the meantime, I've loved being back with you guys. Love talking to you, even if it's just me on the mic right now. And I can't wait for the next forever to be talking to you every single week. Thank you so much for listening to Wise. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 